0: You're listening to the Inside Cloud Channel podcast. I'm your host, Segert van der Linde. The world is changing so we need to keep up with it and with the changing market. Clients' needs for IT services are also changing and they do so at a high pace. How do you keep up with the ever-evolving demands of your end-users? More than ever it's adapt or die and that's why the Inside Cloud Channel is determined to find new ways forward. And today, I'll be talking about those new ways with Insight's Senior Marketing Manager Cloud Channel Solutions, Koen De Vrij, and Senior Manager Cloud Channel Solutions, Edie van den Bergen. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. Um, Insight is, as I said, providing new ways forward, but uh, Edie, can you first tell us what was the old way? Well, first of all, um, Insight Cloud Channel uh, is
1: the part of the business from Insight that actually looks after the whole channel business, uh, in this case for EMEA including MSPs uh, and ISVs. Um, the old way for us was really focusing on optimizing the, uh, the, the, the supply chain for our partners, uh, helping our partners with software licensing and contracting, um, which is still important today. Uh, but over the last few years, we've really focused on developing services that allow us to support our partners uh, in building new solutions uh, which, with which they can go to market and really build more sustainable businesses, uh, mainly uh, built on public
0: cloud. So the last few years, uh, it's already evolving. Why was there this
2: need for that new way forward? Um, In my opinion, it's the uh, end user who eventually pay the bill. Um, So uh, as a service provider in the past, uh, you had your hardware, uh, uh, software in place, and the flexibility is what's within your data center. If you're looking at the hyperscalers, they are offering more services like AI, uh, uh, machine learning, um, uh, and more flexibility, what you can use as a service provider off the shelf uh, in order to uh, fill the needs of your clients. Um, That's an evolving uh, process day by day, the, the, the hyperscalers launch new services, new capabilities, uh, the technology is evolving. And that's why as a service provider, you need to adapt that and see if you can find your new position in that market in order to utilize on the technology yeah, what's available.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, Eddie, so um, we've been talking about uh, the ISVs, MSPs. What are the current challenges for them? Well, first of all, I think
1: it's important that what we do is distinguish between ISVs and MSPs. Um, I think their business model is different. And um, so when we think about ISVs, uh, it's much more about obviously flexibility and cost that's important for everyone. But for an ISV that are building solutions for their end customers, it's very much about being able to innovate faster, which is something that you can do with public cloud services. Uh, it's about speed to market, expanding into different markets. Um, those are key things that are important for ISVs. For MSPs, what we are seeing, is it's more about uh, margins that are under pressure. We're seeing more competitive pressure. We're seeing end customers that are starting to ask for solutions that are built on public cloud. Um, so when we think about what, are, what their challenges are, then mainly for the MSPs, that's mainly uh, margins that are under pressure, competitive uh, risk that they currently have. Um, and maybe the last thing is they have a bigger state in their own data center, they're starting to add public cloud solutions, so their solutions are becoming more and more complex. So it's also very much about the hybrid cloud reality uh, and yeah. being able to to integrate and connect.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and, and and then if, if you look at the market, the demand of the clients are is also evolving. Uh, Koen, what
2: what do you see happening there? Uh, I think uh, in at the moment we are in a current situation of a pandemic. Um, I think if you're looking at the beginning of the pandemic everybody or the majority of the people were working from ho- from the offices within the offices all the technology was there uh, so that you don't have a delay on your connections and on your and, and on your software um, with um, uh, uh, these kind of situations where we are in at the moment is that uh, you see that there is a lot of mobility challenges uh, where people are moving to home, make their decision where to work. Um, the, the challenge with that is that you need to provide as a service provider um, the right technology in order to make that happen. Um, so, and um, um, next to that, I think if you're looking at the platforms, um, Microsoft, uh, AWS, etc., is that um, all those platforms have their capabilities uh, and their possibilities. And in order to uh, to um, um, uh, work on a proper way with those platforms, uh, you need to have the right skill set. And um, uh, the hyperscalers, that's an ongoing. Um, uh, uh, improvement and creation of the market, and you need to align to that as a as a client and as a service provider. It's
0: also an exciting time. I mean, more and more businesses, more and more end users are are using cloud services. They have to, they're, as you said, they're they're uh, they have to because of the situation we're in um i can imagine uh service providers are are also seeing a lot of business coming in in the past year because of that Uh, am i right is
2: is if you if you embracing that as a service provider completely right uh but it's a new way of thinking it's it's at the in the beginning you were happy with your data center with your hardware all the capabilities what's on those uh, on your own data center um, uh, but if you embrace that hybrid scenarios or a full cloud scenarios it will bring you more in-depth um, um, uh, 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 capabilities but also, you you don't have to care around uh, around infrastructures anymore, but you can all you can more focus on the services and the added value you deliver deliver to your end users or clients.
1: I do think that if you think about what has happened over the last year, it has definitely accelerated the adoption of public cloud massively, um, and I think what we are seeing, uh, especially with our uh, existing base of service providers. Um, that that there is a lot of demand for our support for them as well uh, more and more as they are trying to keep up and um, right. so definitely i think there's uh, there's more and more opportunity
0: of course uh isvs msps they, they have to meet those demands of the market, uh, of the changing market of the market of 2020, 2021. Um, I, I, how how do you help them uh, with that in this new strategy, Eddie? Um, it, it's different between ISVs and MSPs. What
1: we're seeing is that a lot of the ISVs, they need to innovate faster to accommodate the demand of their customers. So what we do is we help them to actually move their solutions to public cloud. If they're not already on public cloud, if they are on public cloud, we can help them uh, improve you know, the infrastructure that they're running on so they can actually focus on developing their own solutions and deliver more value to their customers. When it comes to MSPs, we're seeing more demand of, the, of our support to actually help accelerate developing new solutions on public cloud. Um, and By doing so, obviously, we are able to help their end customers uh, accommodating with all of the challenges that they, that they currently have, you know, challenges like uh, mobility as Kun already covered, uh, but also making sure that, uh, um, you know, from uh, a price competitive perspective, uh, you know, they are able to to optimize their business from that side as well. Because anything you run on public cloud has a very different cost model. Um, it's a very different way of making sure that you optimize it for, for cost, performance, and these types of things. And we see that there's a lot of uh, support uh, needed by, uh, by our partners yeah, to yeah. do that in the right way.
0: Uh, so so um, that support is part of one of the key components of the new strategy that's creating recurring revenue, uh, creating long-term relationships with your clients. Clients. Um, besides that support, Eddie, are there other ways you can you can uh, create those long-term relationships? Yeah, with our service providers and, and helping
1: those service providers with those relationships with their end customers, uh, definitely what we're now seeing is that uh, we actually help our partners uh, de- defining their new cost modeling uh, to support... Their strategy, then we were able to translate that into what does your technology strategy need to look like, um, and you know the different components when you think about uh, providing uh, um, uh, workspaces, for example. Uh, WVD is one of our expertise. Uh, we just uh, managed to uh, to achieve the advanced competency for uh, for WVD as one of the first service providers in uh, in Europe. Um, what we can do is actually support them with building those landing zones for WVD so they have the right management environment, uh, the, the environment to land those workspaces on, but we can do the same thing for Azure infrastructure. Uh, we can provide migration services to help them migrate their existing customers to public cloud. So there's a whole range of services that we can provide to actually support them and, and accelerating that uh, transformation.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, 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 the long-term relationship is one thing, but am I right when I notice that the market is more and more
2: asking for scalability, flexibility? Uh, yes, I think, uh, in, I think an example could be if you are an ISV, uh, when you have your um, software developed or your program uh, uh, developed and you would like to offer it, for example, in France. And you're currently um, have that same company offering uh, this to the Netherlands um, with the, with a cloud connection or with uh, your software running in a in a hyperscaler cloud. You're um, uh, capable to scale that even faster. Um, I think a good example as well is that um, if you're looking at the scalability piece, is that uh, currently uh, as an end user, but that's more end user um, requested is that uh, you pay for a service which is running 24 hours a day. Um, If you're looking Uh, at scalable and upscaling and downscaling is that you can offer a better price, for example, if you uh, turn down certain machines during working or uh, during evening hours than during uh, uh, day hours. So um, as a service provider, the scalability piece is really interesting for you to optimize your price model as well, business model. Yeah,
0: yeah. One thing we haven't talked about yet, uh, licensing. A necessary part of the business, uh, potentially expensive, complex. Uh, Eddie, how can ISVs or MSPs optimize their their licensing processes?
1: Uh, well, first of all, there's a, I think there's a few angles from which you need to look at uh, at licensing. It's not a necessary evil. Uh, it really is, a, you know, a differentiator if you use it in the right way to uh, to differentiate your business. But um, licensing management, you know, everybody needs to manage licenses uh, in general because you need to pay for what you use. Um, so if you don't do that in the right way, there's always a risk of, of incompliance, which is a business risk. Um, the other thing is, um, when we think about complexity, it's about interpretation of rules uh, for different programs. Uh, you know how are you allowed to use the, the, the solutions? Um, uh, and that is you know a key way of what we do or the thing that we do with our, with our partners is help them to interpret those in the right way, make sure that they are one compliant, but secondly also, uh, optimize the way they use it, which is actually a way to optimize cost. Um, and the other thing is what's important is if you actually know what you're using and you know if you're able to assign that to your specific end customers, that will actually make sure that you can optimize, you know, that you charge your, or make sure that your customers pay for what they're using as well. So that's another uh, angle of um, optimizing uh, with licensing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so it's not, uh, yeah, it is definitely complex and it, it is also becoming more complex because there's a mix of on-premise licenses, cloud services that you procure, and sometimes also provide licenses that you can use uh, on your own devices, for example. So there is definitely complexity, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it is expensive. Um, you just need to make sure that you are able to interpret the rules uh, and use it in the most optimal way.
0: Cloud services, they're becoming more and more common. That's something everyone (laughs) who listens to this podcast already knows probably. Um, So, Kuhn, this new way forward, um, can we say we have a sustainable strategy for the future?
2: I think for Cloud Channel Insight, I think we have. Um, If you're looking at our services capability... Um, where we can start helping our service for MSPs and ISPs uh, changing from business modeling to uh, to the optimization at the end, and all kind of steps in between. Um, as inside um, our approach is around plan, build, manage, um, and for the cloud channel. Um, and if we can help MSPs and ISPs uh, grow uh, with our services, uh, we can both successful and, uh, and, and build a sustainable strategy for the future.
0: You've been listening to the Insight Cloud Channel podcast. In two weeks, we'll be back with a new episode. In the meantime, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. Want to know more about Insight and their services? Check Insight.com and we'll see you in two weeks.